We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. Hello, what's going on folks? It is the Daily Destroyer, week 17 DFS show, part of the Dynasty Warzone Network. As always, here with Lou, I am Tyler. This is our final show, we will not be doing week 18. So this is the last chance to get a DFS in here with the Dynasty Warzone, with Lou and myself. You know, if you are not in the championship matchup, we really hope you are, but if you're not, you can still get some football action in by playing those DFS lineups. Really interesting week this week on the main slate on DraftKings. As always, let's start off with the quarterback position, Lou. You know, and I, I think I've seen this about everywhere I've looked. My numbers, it just seems like the chalk this week and the best play this week is going to be Jared Goff, which is funny to say out loud. But at 5,600 in a, a pretty high total game against a pretty soft matchup, and Jared Goff's been playing quite well at home, and everything just seems to be adding up to where we're playing Jared Goff in cash. And that kind of just seems to be the direction folks are going your thoughts on that yeah i think he's just underpriced 5600 i feel like he's had a good enough year that he should be like 6200 or something like that um he just he keeps doing it facing the bears at home so it's not like they're they're out in the cold in chicago we're checking the boxes here for things that need to happen for jared goff to do well. yeah so i just think the way the lions have been playing recently they have gone a little more towards passing for especially touchdowns. Um, earlier on in the season, it was Jamal Williams getting two rushing touchdowns each game and then one for Swift. And now it seems like the 300 yards and three touchdown games for Goff seem a lot more likely at this point in the season. Um, and the only concern I have, maybe, I don't know if you have this concern, but Will Chicago stay competitive all game? Um, we did see the last two times these these teams faced each other. It was a lot of fantasy goodness on both sides. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert, or I should say Justin Fields, sorry, 7,900. A little more expensive. A little more expensive than we'd but like to see. But his, basically his best game of the season came against the Lions. Like he's... Probably just going to score a 60-yard rushing touchdown this week again. Um, he's going for that record. He's a little farther away from last week with, with only getting 11 rushing yards. But, um, yeah, I think 100 yards rushing is, is in play for him. But price tag in cash is probably too high. Yes. So, I mean, I, I think Goff is the guy. Uh, he's had three of his last four games. He has at least 24 fantasy points. Uh, DraftKings. So um, for me, like, I think 20 is a pretty safe uh, expectation for him. And for 5,600, it's just uh, pretty good savings right there. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's an easy week to, to 
pay down at quarterback. You don't need to pay up, really. I mean, there really isn't a lot to pay up for, for being completely honest here. Because you can go to Mahomes at 85, but Denver's traditionally a tough matchup. Fields is 79, and then, like, what is it, like, Herbert at 71? Like, I don't really have interest in any of these guys. So, um, I'm pretty much only looking at guys in this, like, 5,500 to 6K range. A couple of other guys just throw out there that I have some interest in. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's playing the Vikings. Uh, I believe that the Green Bay Packers are eliminated from playoff contention. Not that I necessarily would bet that the Packers are making the playoffs, but they are eliminated if they lose this game against the Vikings. So I expect Aaron Rodgers to bring it. 6K is not a bad price whatsoever. And then I also like Minshew. Minshew's coming out pretty favorably in my projections. He balled out last week. 55K. We know the Saints defense is solid, but I'm not necessarily too worried about it. There's just a lot of weapons uh, for the Eagles who um, they need to win this game. I mean, the, the Eagles need to win to clinch the bye. So I expect them to really try to keep things going, keep their foot on the gas. Maybe that means Gardner Minshew. We know he's capable of it. He's at 55. So those are two other names that I've found myself going to. If I'm not going to golf, I'm probably going to end up going with golf. But just for the sake of talking about other QBs, there is some interest in Aaron Rodgers and Gardner Minshew from my side of things. Yeah, and I think this week specifically, with golf is going to have a lot of the ownership. And then... You know, maybe people go to Rodgers, but Rodgers only has one game with with 20 fantasy points this year. Gardner Minshew, Brock Purdy, right next to Goff, each have done that, and they've played a lot less games Mm -hmm. than Rodgers. So uh, the beauty of it is you have pivots around Goff, which is going to be pretty useful when it comes to um, tournaments. But what's your thought on Mike White? He's also 5,400. Facing Seattle, which Seattle's had a, a decent amount of shootouts. Both these teams are trying to win. They're both on, on the cusp. So this could be a high competitive game. Yeah, the, the total's that low. or the other side. Gina so Smith. the total's low. The total's at 42 and a half. Um, I kind of like the over here, especially if the Seahawks can find a way to score some touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I'm not really necessarily worried about the Jets scoring in this game as much as I am the Seahawks. But if for some reason the Jet, the, the Seahawks can get some you know touchdowns in the first half, two or three of them, maybe 17 points or something in the first half, you know, I, I do like Mike White this week. I mean, Seahawks pass defense, 21st DVOA, 22nd yards allowed per pass. I mean, it's, it's weak, uh, below average, you know. I mean, they're even weaker against the run. I mean, the Seahawks defense isn't good. So yeah. um, I do like the Mike White call, um, actually, now that you kind of pointed it out. I mean, it's, it sucks he's only $200 cheaper than Jared Goff because it's just like – I think you, you kind of kicked it off at the beginning. It's just Jared Goff's kind of mispriced it. You know, I'm like, oh, I do like Mike White, but it's like I'm only saving two hundred dollars to go yeah. from Jared White, probably to, not in cash. Jared, Jared Goff with to Mike total. White. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, no, I, I, there is some interest there. Um, I mean, David, how about David Blau four K? Man, four K and against Atlanta is somewhat enticing. It's just well, uh, I've watched David Blau go 200, 280 and two tutties before on Thanksgiving with the Lions. He's, got I, he's he's not sexy, but he's not bad. Yeah. I, I trust him to to throw the the ball to his good his most talented players and go from there and it's a soft matchup. So I mean, I I don't hate the David Blau uh mm. conversation at least. I don't love playing 4K running backs that don't really have a rushing floor. Gotcha. That's that's my one concern with Kill it. quarterbacks, yeah. And I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're getting with the extra fifteen hundred dropping yep. off of uh, that range we were just talking about. But it's just another reason like, you don't you don't have to go all the way up to to Fields or Mahomes this week. Mm-hmm. But that means they're going to come in lower owned, and we know they probably have the highest ceilings on the slate. Like 
Fields can put up 45 points again in this matchup. Uh, Mahomes, last time they faced the Broncos, another guy in that range, Russ Wilson, had his best game against the Chiefs. Maybe yeah. the game gets out of hand again, and uh, you you might need one of the two sides. But I think if that game were to get out of hand, you probably would rather have Wilson. Yeah, uh, probably. Because that, that's the only reason it got out of hand. So, um, Pool of quarterbacks. Give me three, Lou, and if one of them is, has not been talked about, let's hit it. Yeah, the uh, Jared Goff, uh, Justin Fields, and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Shifting to the running back position, a lot of interesting plays. There's also some really expensive ones um, that I, I tend to like just because they're in great spots. Um, and they're they're pretty nicely priced. I guess I'll start things off here. Is I, I don't have actually much interest in Christian McCaffrey um, this week sitting at 9K. Um, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Um, I think the big thing is, is I expect this game to get just out of hand. I, I don't think that Jared Stidham is going to be able to put up many points and get, get many yards against the San Francisco mm. Niners defense, like one of the best defense in the league. The Raiders aren't going to score. Raiders defense isn't good. I, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be able to stop the 49ers. I could see this game getting out of hand rather quickly, right? Um, and if this game gets out of hand rather quickly, um, we have seen the 49ers have a tendency to kind of ease Christian McCaffrey's workload, right? And I think there's another piece of this too. The the 49ers, um, I believe, are playing in a 4 p.m. game. So they're they're on the later part of this. If the Eagles win, they lock in the bye, which means that the 49ers essentially are, paying, are playing for the second or third seed. They can't mm-hmm. get the bye. If the Eagles win in the 1 o'clock, 49ers can't get the bye. So it's like they don't necessarily have a ton on the line, right? So if this game is out of hand early against a Jared Stidham-led um, Raiders team and they can't get the bye, why are they going to run Christian McCaffrey You know, it, you know, know, in the late third, fourth quarter when they can just rest him because they know they're going to the playoffs? So, um, you know, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey's a fine you know, floor play, but a 9K, like in your season-long leagues, like I'm not going to bench him, but I'm just saying, yeah. f- to pay 9K price with like the environment and the situation that's going on, I just have a really hard time being able to click that 9K button on CMC this week. Yeah, I think part of the issue comes to he's likely not going to get uh, passing as as many receptions as these other games that are going to be more competitive. Um, yeah, I have similar concerns for him. Because it's one of those things, right, where if the first touchdown or two go to, say, like George Kittle, then CMC at that price is going to be a dud in your lineup. Yes, especially so, if they're up a couple touchdowns then. They might yeah. just start sprinkling in TDP or Jordan Mason because why not? Right, and we have seen them bring in Jordan Mason a lot. Um, I think when it comes to McCaffrey, like the matchup is great. Like he could definitely hit that ceiling. If they're up, you know, thirty-five to seven or something, he probably at least was two of the touchdowns um, early on. So it really depends on if it's one of those things where how early does does they ease him out of it? How early do they bring in Jordan Mason? And I think when you have someone like McCaffrey who does have some history of these injuries, when you're close to the the playoffs here and as you mentioned, like they might already know that they can't get the one seed, then there's not really a reason. So I think that that's a little of the risk. He's going to be heavily owned. Uh, he could easily put up 30 plus fantasy points any given week. But 
I think if he's going to be that owned, it might be worth it to go after someone else who is going to have less ownership and potentially higher uh, floor because of that matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm with you. And I, I think like at the top here, let's just keep it kind of similar to in, in this range. While I do have a, an issue um, – you know, with CMC at 9K, I'm probably not playing Eckler at 85K. I'm not going to dive too deep into this with you, Lou, but um, the Chargers have already locked up the wild card, and they can't improve their lot. Um, so it's just like it, in this game, the Rams are playing for nothing. The Chargers are playing for nothing. I don't see a big reason here that they're just going to, like, pound Eckler around. Like, he's a fine play, but, like, I, the ceiling is, is a bit of concern here for me. Um, so I think, like, when I look at the top here, CMC, Eckler, I don't have much interest. I do have interest, however, in Saquon Barkley at 8K if I am going to be paying up a bit. Um, yeah, the Colts run defense is pretty solid. Um, I'd say it's a little bit above average, but it really just comes down to the fact that the Colts are, are not going to score that many points. Like, regardless of the Giants' defense, and Nick Foles-led offense without Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. it's just not happening. We saw it. Um, things they are, are more of a well. run funnel, too. Yeah. So. A bit more, and it's just, and you add in the fact that Saquon's also just been playing really well um, yeah. as of late. So the Giants are um, home favorite. Um, we've almost touched down favorite here. So it's just that things are really, and Saquon's been hot. He's been, he's just the kind of guy you want in your cash lineup because we know he's going to be that workhorse. He's going to get that volume through the air and on the ground and on the goal line. He just gets everything that you want from a, a running back. So, you know, if I'm paying up, I'm missing CMC, I'm missing Eckler, but I'm perfectly fine um, getting to Saquon and, and paying down at quarterback this week. Um, I'm not having much trouble getting Saquon in those lineups. Yeah, I think uh, for a thousand less than McCaffrey, I don't necessarily think he has a much different of an expectation uh, in that matchup, like Giants want to win. And they need to win. They, they need to they win. go through Barkley. Yep. Um, you know, Daniel Jones might struggle against that indie uh, pass defense. So they might lean on the run a little more this week. So, yeah, I think he's he's my favorite on the upper end, even the 7K and up. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you on our Barkley there. And then just to kind of keep going um... – you know, kind of down the list names that kind of pop up to me if we're looking at it, you know, from highest price to lowest price. I mean, James Conner's got to stick out at 7,200. He's been an absolute legit workhorse. I mean, we're talking like 95 plus percent of the snaps. We just talked about David Blau coming in. It it seems like, and then they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, right? Um, Neither one of these teams are playing for much right now. So take that for what you will. But I mean, the Cardinals don't really have much going on. It's just, well, why not just hand the ball off to Connor 18 to 20 times? Mm-hmm. Um, why not Blau just check the ball down to Connor five or six times? You know, he, you know, Hopkins seems to have a, an injured knee. Um, it just, it just sets up really well for there to be a ton of work. Um, and the offense leaning upon Card- the Cardinals is a pretty easy narrative for me to play. Um, so I go down the list, like obviously like Saquon, but even at 72, maybe it's a little little more expensive than I wanted, but with the workload and the matchup, I don't know, man. Uh, James Conner's name at least pops to me. Yeah, I think he's he's fine. Like The question is, how is that offense going to run with Blow? Is mm-hmm. it going to be uh, – are the Falcons just going to know, like, oh, they might lean on Conner more, and that could be – somewhat of a concern i don't know how if the falcons defense is good enough to really like shut down someone like connor yeah. but um that's just a, a concern to have but 7200 i mean in my opinion i don't necessarily think 
he's that much of a better play than Stevenson. Like you say a lot of same or Etienne from Ramondre or Etienne. Yeah. So That's like, what, those are the next two I was going to get to is Ramondre Etienne. I'll yeah. turn it over to you here. For me, I think Connor would be my fourth of those. Um, Stevenson still under seven K. I don't even get it. Like he just keeps putting up 20 fantasy points each week and PBR scoring. So like, I don't understand how DK is, is pricing him under seven K still. Uh, facing Miami, we know Patriots and uh, Dolphins have some competitive games every single time they go out. Yep. Against Bridgewater, they might lean on the run a little more. Um, I mean, this Damian game, Harris might be back. He is. He's off the um, injury report. Yeah. So that might take away some of the workload of Stevenson, but we've seen it when Harris has played uh, in the last. The and last it's the few pass times. work. It's the so, pass work we like for Stevenson. We know Harris isn't taking that. Yeah. And against uh, the Dolphins, like it could be, they could be trailing. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a reasonable backup. Yes, uh, was, we've seen really him have is. decent games uh, in place of Tua. So I, I think I lean Stevenson over Connor right now. You say That's 400. fair. With the price. And then Etienne, I mean, I think the, the only concern here with Jacksonville is um, they're not playing for anything, right? The, the, this game doesn't matter. It's all about week 18 for them against the Titans. Um, so this game is meaningless. But however, Doug Peterson, the head coach, has come out and said like he's not resting his starters. He doesn't do that. So they're playing against Houston. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this enough on the show at this point in time, but the Texans' run defense is one of the worst in the league. It's pretty much just free money. Um, 28th in yards a lot per carry, 24th DVOA. Um, you know, Etienne, you know, has been a workhorse most of the time this year when, you know, when things finally got going his way. So I see him at 6,400. Um, and I, I just think to myself, like, it just it seems right to match up the price, the workload, the opportunity. Um, thoughts on Etienne? Yeah, he's another one that, I mean, just every running back against the Texans just goes off. So it, it's one of those things where even if he only gets, let's say, like 12 to 15 carries, he could probably still get 100 yards uh, with that Texas defense. They just give up all these chunk plays. Mm-hmm. Um, last week it was, what, 125 or so to Henry, and we know he had 200 the last few times he played them. So – it's where they struggle most. Uh, I agree with you on, on yeah, Jags. It almost doesn't matter what happens this game because next week is is the one that really matters for the division. But I don't know. They're a young team. Like I think they're going to play them normally. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. at the end of the fourth quarter uh, they change things up. But, I mean, the way Lawrence has been playing, the way this whole offense has been running the last few weeks – I think they're just going to try to keep that momentum going so that they can uh, have it into the playoffs. Um, moving down, uh, I just I wanted to touch on probably one of my favorite plays of the week, and that's going to be Tyler Algier. Oh. <laughs> Been waiting for that for a while. Um, he was like probably one of my. It wasn't like my favorite prospect, but he was. I think I ranked him like number four, number five, I believe, uh, for running back prospects this year, and it was kind of a little bit of disappointment, but. Things have been hot. I think you look at him individually. He's gone back to back with over 100 yards from scrimmage, um, just about 18 carries, three targets a game. He's um, more importantly, he's taking work from Cordero Patterson. He's starting to kind of distance himself a little bit from Cordero Patterson, which we absolutely love to see. Cardinals are bottom five run defense in the NFL. Um, Falcons also have a 23.5. Uh, point uh, implied total this week, which is actually quite high compared to most of the teams. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, you, you see an implied total of 23, like you're expected to score some points. Um, so I think Algier, just considering like, hey, like 
he's probably going to get 18 to 20 touches in this game. So at 5,300, um, he's, he's a guy that I find myself going to, especially if I'm going to Saquon, I like to also go say, I like to go Saquon Algier to kind of balance things out. Cause I think it, it allows me to go higher in some places, but, um, Algier is definitely one of those guys that I, I find myself going to quite a bit. And I, I'm not going to talk too much about this, but you know, Brian Robinson is another popular play this week because yeah. of, um, the matchup against the Browns and Gibson being out, but like, you know, Brian, I think there's like not as much pass work for Brian Robinson as there could be for Algier. Um, he might get a little bit more on the ground, um, but I tend to lean towards Algier over Robinson, while, although I do think they're both very good plays. I think I I think I like Robinson more. I don't know. It just with Gibson out, we can see Robinson getting twenty plus touches in this game. Yeah, he could also um, get three or four targets too. It's it's, it's yeah. very possible. He has no JD McKissick either, so and like the the Browns have just been allowing a lot of running backs to run over them too. Um, we've seen him get pass work, so I think that adds a little bit to his floor. Algier less so, but yeah, man, Algier. Like I I drafted him on a lot of best ball teams, and it was just a little too little, too, too late, late, a little too late to get going for um, him. But yeah, I think I think those are probably the best two in that five k range. Like I prefer them both over. Zavid Knight, DeAndre Swift's splitting time, um, even like AJ Dillon. What about Leonard Fournette? So he's 5,600. We see his upside a lot because there's these games where he'll just get six, eight catches. Um, So he's still part of that game plan. But how do you expect this Tampa Bay-Carolina game to go? Do you think it's just going to be – a a slog and not much scoring or do you think at 5,600 Leonard Fournette, we know he has upside of 25, 30 fantasy points because of uh, the the receptions that he gets in this offense with Brady. So do you have any interest in Fournette? Um, no, not in cash. I think I, there's a world in, in tournaments I'd play him. Um, but I don't. I mean, obviously, like we've seen him get more workload than Rashad White. Rashad White can't seem to take it. They've given Rashad White every opportunity to come in here and kind of take this job for Fournette. And I think it's a mixture of Fournette playing good enough and, and, and Rashad White not playing good enough uh, that he's been able to hold it. Um, I could see this game going a lot of different directions. You know, I've, we've seen the Panthers kind of play really well and play really bad. And Tampa Bay has been bad as of late, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me in a, in a must-win game like this where, you know, Brady finally does turn it on. Like, uh, I've kind of gotten burned for, like, counting on Brady a bit this year. Um, but yeah. I think, like, this is the kind of game where, like, if Brady goes for three touchdowns and 300 yards, you know, Fournette gets, you know, seven, eight catches and a touchdown, six yards there, I wouldn't be surprised. So, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of... The range of outcomes of what this game can be and what can happen is a bit too wide, in my opinion. And um, I just think there's better plays, cheaper than than Fournette, um, that I'll go to. Um, you know, if you if you had a lot of conviction here for Fournette, Lou, I'm not going to talk you out of it. It's not a play that I necessarily don't like. Um, it's just not where I'm going. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, he's probably more of a, a tournament play because you're playing for that game that he has multiple. Uh, catches uh five plus catches and if it doesn't happen because of Rashad White getting a decent amount of work now um then you could see him have a a big dud here um just because game flow too so yeah I agree uh with those points there I also um we talked about Mike White I feel like we gotta talk about Zonovan Knight too um 
51, you know, he's cheap, probably he's the cheapest one we've talked about, only by 100 so far. But Seahawks run defense is 25th DVOA, 25th yards allowed per carry. I mean, it's just one of those things where they can get back on track pretty easily. And if they start getting ahead in this game, and, you know, Seahawks can't move the ball against this stout Jets defense, and we could be seeing a lot of, a lot of Zonovan Knight in this one. So I know the, the pass work is a little bit of a concern, but um, there's, you know, certainly some interest on my side, just knowing that Mike White's back and this off, what this offense can look like and how soft the Seahawks defense, specifically the run defense is. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of running back plays this week, and uh, if we're paying down at quarterback, I think I'm more likely to do something like uh, the Etienne, Stevenson, and Barkley. Um, so I think for the cheaper running backs, those might just be plays that I'm doing in tournaments. Cool. Let's um give, give me a pool of five running backs here, Lou, and then talk about one if we missed it. Uh, Saquon, Etienne, Ramondre, Brian Robinson, and James Conner. All right. Going to the wide receiver position. Um, it's, dude, I feel like it's like same song and dance for me almost every week. Amon Ross and Brown, 78, still underpriced, and Garrett Wilson, 55, with Mike White back. It's like, I've been putting Garrett Wilson and Amon Ross and Brown in my cash lineups for, like, weeks upon weeks upon weeks, and it's paid off more than it hasn't. I expect both these guys to hold probably ridiculous ownership, 20 30%, like, would not be surprised. I mean, some probably even higher in some, you know, some cat, like, some double-ups. I wouldn't be surprised to see these around 40%, to be honest, especially with Garrett Wilson. Anyways, um... You know, Amon Ross St. Brown, 78, Garrett Wilson, 55. I think Garrett Wilson's a bit more egregiously underpriced, but I feel like we're talking about cash games on DraftKings on the main slate. we got to start with these two. Yeah, I think pretty much every week with this Garrett Wilson, uh, decent matchup. I think my the Mike White thing, I think Mike White will be less owned. So mm-hmm. in tournaments, if you're playing Garrett Wilson, I think those are lineups you want to play with Mike White. Um the thing with Garrett Wilson is at this point, like everyone knows to play him and 5,500 he's going to have in tournaments, probably 30%. He's potentially the highest owned player on the entire slate. Um, if not with golf, but I think, man, Garrett Wilson, just every single week, he's still underpriced. Um, we've seen upside at this point and it's a decent matchup for him. So, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he's probably the favorite play, but almost like the free square in cash, so to speak. Um, yeah. Because of the price specifically. Um, but yeah, Amonra every week, he's just going to sit in that upper 7K range and be viable pretty much every week. A lot of people are playing golf. Golf to Amonra. You don't want to play that stack in tournaments. It's just going to be too owned. Um, but if you do golf with a different Detroit wide receiver or or tight end, that could work. But Probably not tight end, but yeah, I get your I point. I, I think in tournaments, you, you almost can't play either of them, at least not together. Um, maybe you can play Amon Ra and hope he gets yeah, 10 catches, 100 yards, but no touchdowns for golf kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So those are probably my favorite two. Um there's a decent amount of cheap wide receiver plays this week. Yeah. Which we don't, Bef- we don't before, be- before we go cheap, though, I did want to talk about Keenan Allen real quick. Yeah. Um, 7K. 
it, it's a fine matchup. He's just been getting stupid volume. Like 14 targets yeah, a game. Yeah, so I was just like... I, I just am like seven K is not enough to chase me off of that one. So yeah, I just for me it's like since he's returned, like he scored like sixteen, twenty, twenty, sixteen, twenty, like, 20, like the DK points have been sixteen, twenty one, twenty one, sixteen, twenty four. Like it's been and he only has like one, two touchdowns in that. He's seen he's seen fourteen targets in three yeah. of the last four games. So it's just like one of those things where I'm like. You know, maybe maybe the Chargers get up a bit, but I think they do that with Keenan Allen. If they, you know what I'm saying, like he's just been moving the ball. So like, there are I think there are cheap options to talk about, right? There's a lot of cheap cheap options, and we're gonna get to those, Lou. But I also think that like there's a lot of risk baked into some of these cheaper options, and I think there's just not a lot of risk with Keenan Allen in this one because he gets so much volume that he's kind of one of those guys I've actually kind of been building that that cash shell around because I'm like, all right, seven K, I'm getting double digit targets um, in a game that doesn't necessarily scare me. Um, let's roll. He's basically the perfect cash play, just the way that they used him mm-hmm. in that offense. And Mike Williams is the uh, tournament play. Like that's that's how you build lineups with Chargers. Um, I do think. I mean, he's pretty safe for like five for 60 that that's probably his floor at this point uh yep. if he gets into the end zone see him more so i don't think he's going to be with amonra i think people will go there so he might be a little under owned um so that's a, you have a way of being a little different there yep. uh, but isn't it crazy that devonta smith is, is higher priced than him at this point um yeah so, yeah i think keenan from like a cash standpoint, he makes a perfect cash play here. Um, a little cheaper than some of the other options. Yeah, and then I think just kind of you know continuing talking about some of the uh, going to cheaper options. I guess it would kind of be the direction. I like Drake London, man. Things have been good since Ritter's been back. It's like Ritter's targeting his best player. Um, I think over the last like three games, he's had like an over fifty percent market share of just like the yards. Like it's basically like they realize that. Their best option right now without Pitts out there is Drake London. So when they're throwing the ball, like, let's throw it over Drake London. Um, he's averaged over 10 targets a game since Raiders came there. Um, it's just like he, he's the first read. Target share is good. He's making 50% of the receiving yards. And at 4,900, he's just one of those where I'm like, you know, I I, I kind of, it's, it's like the price really draws me to him. And I yeah. think part of it's my bias of just being a big Drake London fan coming into the season and things really didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but it's easy to kind of come up with a story that it's not his fault. Now that Ritter's in there and they really just seem to be force feeding their best player of the ball. Um, you know, am I playing London and Algier together? I'm not sure. Actually, I don't think it's the worst idea because their price and the implied total. But I think like one of the cheaper plays that I like that I think might not be as owned or as popular is Drake London. Yeah, in a lot of these things, that game could be just because they're like two bad teams that have nothing to play for. Sometimes we see those games just go off. Yeah, it's like they're just like thirty-three to thirty-one kind of game. And and dude, I'm David Blau is not bad. Like that's the thing is like I don't think he's not a bad quarterback and I know he's not throwing the Drake one but the other side of the ball it's like I, I think the Cardinals can score like I'd like the over in this game no yeah anyways cheap options Lou. what else you got for me um I think for for cheap guys like Brandon Cooks is 4800 that's always like a reasonable uh decision I think you could play someone like Elijah Moore 
uh, to get off of the Garrett Wilson chalk or in that Mike White sack, you, you put both of them in there and hope he throws over 300 yards and, and they get the touchdowns. So I like Elijah Moore, 3,500, um, especially with Mike White back. Uh, let's see. Like, Do you have any interest in Greg Dorch? We've seen him. I get, do. If Hopkins doesn't go, I'm all yeah, in on Dorch. So. Yeah. Um, if, if Hopkins doesn't go, I'm in on Dorch. I mean, obviously there's a lot of unknown to quarterback, but if Hopkins with a knee injury can't end up playing, I'll go Dorch at minimum 3K. Not as interested mm-hmm. in Dorch if, if Hopkins is out there. I still think that. Hollywood people are I'm not playing Hollywood don't get me wrong but I still think like between him and Hopkins I'm not necessarily thinking there's enough left on the blow bone here uh, Mm -hmm. for for to be too excited he doesn't need much to get it done so I guess if you have to punt even if Hopkins doesn't play I'm okay with Dorch but just the way things are setting up for me right now with the quarterbacks and the running backs that I'm liking I don't have to pay 3k at a wide receiver yeah I think I think that makes sense um Jacoby Byers 5k I think is reasonable Against the Dolphins. And then um, um, Curtis Samuel, 44, and um, Dotson, I think, is what, 46? I, I should have. I like that. Dotson mostly. It just seems like he He's has been on a tear, man. To touchdowns um, in that offense. Like, Heineke looks for him when they're by that zone. Yep. Um, and he's, he's been scoring touchdowns all, all year long. So I like him. Um, I mean, those are pretty much the big ones for me. I, I think, like, I don't even think Jay Jeff's always a good play at 95 in a, in a game that. Minnesota's going to try to win, but I don't have the money for Jay Jeff at 95 if I'm playing Saquon, and I tend to want to mm. play Saquon. Um, so that's I mean, yeah, I, I I don't have too much interest in the upper guys. No, um, yeah, it's just like, like when AJ I say upper, Brown, Devontae Adams, yeah. Tyree Kill are all playing with backup quarterbacks. Jefferson is like just the only one up there that I think consider because he's going for that record. Uh, they're they're going to try and get it for him. And, and against the Packers, it's like and to, and to keep the Packers out of the playoffs, it's you got to think the Vikings are going to want to do that. Yeah. And so he has 224 yards, I believe it is, to get to 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, what, 160 or something uh, to get the record in a single season. Man, I mean, how crazy would it be? Just a lot of people, the hate towards it is – Oh well, it's seventeen games now, and Calvin did it sixteen. Yeah, I think that is another thing that they might be looking to get him that record this week to sh- to, to show that like, yeah, he still did it. Um, it's crazy because he games. started the year with what it was eleven or four, fourteen yards in week three. Um, so he's just been on a tear. He's a good play every single week. He might get more ownership because of the other high priced guys aren't all that interesting this week. So that that's one downside to it. Like and, you're not going to be sneaky to play him. And, and I just got news here: Hopkins is out on Sunday. Officially out. Officially out. So Dorch at three K is in. Dorch at three K is officially in, man. And Marquise Brown was is was still limited last week. Um, yeah. So not sure, man. That that game could go two ways. It could just be gross, and there's no scoring, and it's like ten to six or something um or just it's the highest scoring game of the week uh, i feel like there's no in between for that game but yeah there's so many backups in there it's hard for me to really trust them but george and my, i mean yeah, he's just been priced yeah um any other running back, wide receivers you want to talk about before we go to the pool um lockett's supposed to be back i'm not doing it with a broken hand man metcalf 
Uh, no, yeah. but I was saying I would have been Metcalf, more interested yeah. in Metcalf. Um, Chris Godwin is a reasonable uh, play in cash every week, so just keep him in the pool <laughs> if you have if you're around that price. Um, but no, I think like a lot of these guys, we've seen it before. Like Christian Watson could be the guy you want in those Rodgers teams. He's probably by far my favorite to stack there. Um, but outside of that, I think a lot of them are just either in play or we've already talked about them. All right, pool of five, wide receivers. Sure. Um, from the top, I'll do Jefferson, Amonra, Keenan, uh, Garrett Wilson, and let's go Dorch now. Got to go Dorch now. I feel the same way, man. It's like it's going to be so high. Anyways, um, tight ends, um, usually pretty gross here. Uh, I think like one of the names I think if I'm I'm punting is going to be Jelani Woods. We saw Foles have a propensity yeah. to really target uh, Jelani Woods last week. Um, it was just one of those things where like okay, um, he's running routes at, at a pretty decent clip, um, not as high as we want to be at, but good enough. It's just like he he's getting legitimate targets. He's getting real work, and if Foles likes him for some reason, like great. So I think like he's the punt play that makes a lot of sense for me is going to be Jelani Woods. And then um, Evan Ingram, man, he's just been on a tear um, lately um, at 44. And I think if you're looking for uh, – we know there's a ceiling there for Evan Ingram. We've seen it, um, which is just funny to say. Like every time I've been like I can't trust Evan Ingram, he goes off, and I'm probably not going to end up playing him. But Evan Ingram at 44 and Jelani Woods at 28 I think are two options that seem fairly strong to me. Yeah, and I think like – you don't have to pay up, but um, Travis Kelsey is obviously in play. You know, he's 8,100. We talk about it every week. Uh, I don't know if he can really like, fit him in cash, but I think he they're also trying to get him records uh, in a tight end position. Uh, he is only 150, 160 or so yards away from his own receiving record. Um, he's only eight catches away from his top um receptions i think the total uh 116 is the record so he's kind of far yep. he needs 19 more receptions so that's, that's a bit i mean um, it's possible in two weeks but so i don't know i could see them trying to go for some stuff like that but i don't know if it's enough to to try to get up to him but yeah i think jelani call is pretty decent evan ingram just keeps doing it and he's honestly Evan ingram is winning people championships in fantasy this year um i had him on a team that went to the finals i've had him on some best ball teams that he was the guy you needed in the last couple of weeks so i i do have uh probably he might be my favorite play 4400 might be good to save and go down to gelati so yeah he's probably my my number two there um but i mean george kittle man he just keeps crushing and yeah. And 59 is a nice price to know the ceiling is there. Decent pivot off of CMC, but this could be a game that he's blocking a lot more, unfortunately. So I don't know how, how interested I'll Just be in doing it. Um, um, so, so, I mean, Jelani Woods, Evan Ingram, if you had any of a third in that pool, who would it be? What's your thoughts on uh, Tyler Higby? It seems like Baker loves him. Yeah, um, I'm okay with it at 46, honestly. Like, he's a little pricier. Yeah, I, I mean, hoping, I'm, okay. But, I'm okay with it, but... It, Baker loves him. He's getting the volume. He's like one of the best pass catchers there. It's really Higby and Akers, and that's really all they got going for him. Yeah. So 
I could see it working out. Um, I think Hunter Henry also is interesting at 3K because I think Johnny Smith is out. Um, yeah. So I think there could be a little he bit just there. just gave for... a bagel last week. Yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's, it's people concerning. aren't going to go back to him. Um, you know, Noah Fant without any Disley at 34. Another, you know, it's okay. But, I mean, for me, it's just kind of and playing probably Jelani Woods or Evan Ingram. So that's yeah. that. I, I have a couple others that interest me. Dolchich is on the IR now, so Eric Saubert is in price, 2500 Um Cole Komet, man, the only time I won a, won a GPP this season uh, was Bears against Lions, and I had Fields to Komet. Fields ran for two touchdowns and three two touchdowns to Komet. Basically, like, a, the perfect situation the perfect scenario, there. Yeah. Um, so he's 4500 I don't love the price, but I think if you're playing Fields lineup, he's my, my favorite to stack. Um, so those are two other guys that I have interest in. Everyone, he can play so many of these guys. Like, what about Shane Zilstra? He's a reasonable yeah, uh, I mean, pivot off of Vimonra. He's still, like, split in time. I don't know, man. I, I'm not doing he it. He touchdowns, like, man. I know. If, if he just pat- gets the touches around the end zone, that's almost good enough for a tight end. If he, yeah. he gets another two touchdowns here, he's the guy he'll need with Goff. Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyways, let's go to defense special teams. It's that simple. Um, again, it's really what fits. There's a lot of pretty easily priced games this week. Um you know, I think obviously Falcons 27 against David Blau. I know I've spoke highly of him, but still. Falcons 27. Patriots 26 against There's Miami so backups, and Bridgewater. Yeah. Um, you know, I think 49ers that there's... 49ers against Stidham is probably going to be the highest owned. Yeah, um, I would say by far 49ers. Basically the best defense in the league facing... At 29. A backup on a team that's already given up. So I think in cash we're just playing 49ers. I think you play 49ers in cash, yeah. Um, especially we're, we're probably – you you mentioned you might be playing three to four players from that Falcons game. Then you probably don't want no. them as a defense because you want that game to go off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if you're paying up, Chiefs make a ton of sense every week. Giants make some sense this week. Um, you could take the Jets – but I don't know. I'm not really trying to play against against Gino just this year. That hasn't been all that great. Chargers are facing the Rams, who you know they just don't really score a ton of points. But I don't think you have to pay up. I think you you can stay down. Um, are there any like super cheap defenses that that interest you? Um, I think Saints against Minshew. It's it's kind of tough because Minshew every time he plays, he looks reasonable enough. Um, so maybe like Panthers is the cheap defense that I have most interest in. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the like 25 and under 25 and under crowd? Um, uh, no, um, I guess Rams maybe I talked a little bit about how the chargers already clinched and maybe that game could like there, I could, Paint a picture where you know I'm able to just play like Keenan or something like that, and like you know yeah. play the Rams. They seem to be playing like a, a bit more here with Mayfield there. They like kind of reinvigorated, rejuvenated the, the team to to want to play football. Um, but no, I mean, I'm just pretty set on the 49ers, so we're good to go. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they're pretty much a plug and play, at least in cash um, tournaments. Maybe you don't want to play them just because of ownership, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to see them not being the best defense to play this week. All right, man. That'll do it, man. Week 17, another season under the books. What is this, year three, year four? We've been doing this, Lou. Always an absolute pleasure sitting here chopping up DraftKings main slate with you. Final thoughts here on week 17. Hell, good luck out there. A lot of people are in fancy finals. Uh, there's not much going on next week. Next week is just kind of crazy with a lot of people sit. A lot of these games are just – some of them are highly competitive because – like that Jags Titans game going to be mm-hmm. for the division. Uh, so this might be the last like truly fun week uh, to build teams. If you're making tournament lineups, probably don't go with with Goff to Monra. But um, there's a lot of fun different ways you can play on this slate. All right, man. Lou, plug your Twitter, plug the work. Final time. Yeah, at Lucky underscore Lou Dog. Uh, still making. DraftKings Rainmakers content over uh, for Lucky Trader. You can find me on Twitter, at FFTyler. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak